Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. I talk with multi-six and seven-figure entrepreneurs. We dive into where they started, the struggles they had along the way, and the unique way they think differently that has led to their current level of success. In my last episode, I spoke with Claire Sweet. Claire is an award-winning financial advisor and money coach and an international best-selling author who has a thriving business and is regularly asked to speak on BBC Radio Kent as an expert in her field. It was a powerful episode, folks, so if you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Italina Kirkness. Italina is an online presence expert and speaker. She helps her clients upgrade their online presence through LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. She and her team of social media managers help you gain more visibility online, driving a steady stream of clients to your business. Italina is trained as an attorney. She has a Juris Doctorate degree and has legal background. However, like many recovering attorneys, Italina is now practicing her passion, online branding and marketing. I had a wonderful conversation with Italina, and we're going to be talking with her about how she left her career in law and accidentally created a social media marketing business. Join me in welcoming Italina Kirkness. Hi, Italina. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy that you're here. Hi, Trina. <laughs> So Italina, I introduced you um, a little before the podcast started, the episode started. So um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about um, your journey from where you started to where you are now. Sure. I started my social media 10 years ago. Previously, I was in the legal field. So if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see I have JD behind my name. That's because I worked in law and I was actually quite miserable. <laughs> and that led to this because I was like, okay, well, I know I'm not gonna work for the next 30, 40 years being miserable. So I thought, well, let me get my LinkedIn profile together, look marketable, look presentable, making sure that's professional. So I redid my LinkedIn profile to fully represent who I am, that credibility and my personality as well. And then I thought, oh, well, I also want to be putting myself out there as well. And again, you have to remember, this was back in 2010. Oh, man. Before the Facebook business page even rolled out, before we were really talking about personal branding and social media the way we are today. So you were ahead of the game. Exactly. Exactly. I was just doing it to look for look presentable. I figured, okay, hiring managers, companies, they're going to be Googling me. And one of the things that comes up is your LinkedIn profile. 
So yes, fast forward, I ended up being uh, messaged on LinkedIn by a company saying, Italina, we see you everywhere. We love what you're doing between your profile, your posts that you're doing. Um, we want you to do the same thing for us. Oh, uh -huh, that's interesting because again, this is back in 2010. If you Google social media manager, nothing came up. There was, it was not, it was industry. not a thing, right? It was not an industry yet. So I thought, well, sure. I can do that on the side while I look for a job. Right. Then another company asked me to do the same thing. A small business messaged me on LinkedIn for the same thing. An individual business owner messaged me on LinkedIn saying the same thing. And before I knew it, Trina, I didn't have time to go on job interviews and look for a job. Because the business just sort of found you. There you go. Exactly. So fat, so sneak peek, that's our number one most popular service where people have us rewrite their bios, whether it be their LinkedIn bio or their Facebook business page bio or their Instagram bio. That's brilliant. And I, I want to backpedal a little bit because you know, for anybody who is peeking in to like how you built your business, it's like, it was so easy. It happened like magic. It didn't, it didn't. You were doing the work. You had no idea what was going to happen. You had an entirely different purpose in mind, but you showed up and you showed up as yourself, as you created um, an image that you want to be seen as. I, I saw a need right? A demand and I fulfilled that need. And that's really how, yeah, it just kind of fell in my lap. <laughs> it fell in your lap, but it, you made it happen. Sure. It happen. Absolutely. I, I each time provided the service that was being requested. And it evolved into what you do today. Yeah. I ended up having to, um, hire, uh, team members and I ended up expanding the service to also include weekly posts because the company would say, hey, we've got the, this great online presence. We've got these great bios and pages set up. Now we need ongoing weekly posts to remain relevant. So that was that's our number two most popular service that we end up helping people with. That's brilliant. Let me take you back to when you first started um, in this industry, when you were moving from being a lawyer, which, um, in the legal profession and you think, oh, well, that is a career <laughs> yeah. to, um, explore on social media <laughs> yeah, and social media, which, you know, was in its infancy back then. Exactly. I mean, it, it's an incredible journey. I always get chills when I talk to people who are like on the bleeding edge. 10 years ago, and they're making things happen. Um, but back then, when you were making the shift from uh, the legal profession to finding something else that um, flipped your switch that just made you enjoy working, how did imposter syndrome show up for you? For me, it was more um, doubting that this was a real career. Like mm -hmm. I said, going from law to playing around on this thing called social media. I knew I was good at it. That wasn't the issue. The problem was, is this a real job? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I really make a living out of this? Are people going to understand? Is my family going to understand? That was more my challenge. 
And so how did that progress for you? How did, um, what was the first moment when you realized that this is a thing? Was it when um, that first company reached out to you? It was when the fourth or fifth company reached out to me and yeah. I didn't, I knew lo no longer had time to go on interviews and look for a job. And I was like, okay, wow, this seems to be a need, like a thing. And um, I guess there's a gap in the market because I'm getting all these requests for it. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And so you do a lot with social media um, and really about helping people create their um, LinkedIn profile. Uh, how difficult is it for people out there to create authentic content, um, like real content versus like real super polished? Because I know with um, in corporate and I, I came from corporate um, years ago. And so you're used to being, you can't see me on video people, but I'm sitting up straight having a, like, you know, a polished background. Um, and how do people be more authentic? How do you help them do that? Sure. So first things first, like business owners, companies, you'd be surprised business owners who've even been in business for 20, 30 years, they kind of don't realize, oh my God, you've got this going for you. You've got the, this, this sets you apart from others. Or even if they do know that, they don't know how to get it written down on paper. So, you know, for their social media presence, whether it be their Facebook business page or the Instagram bio or their LinkedIn page. So I, I have found that we kind of take for granted our awesomeness. So yes. it's, like, it's like, oh, I've got this other arm. I've got this arm. And it's like, well, it's no big deal. Everyone's got this arm, right? Like I've always had this arm, like no big deal. But no, it takes someone else to realize, oh my God, that is an awesome arm. We've got to talk about that, you know? So having the um, third eye, these fresh pair of eyes come in, looking in on these business owners, I get to know them really clear. I'm like, oh my God, we got to get this on paper here. Yes. So I find that a lot. I think that's brilliant. I, it is true that we take ourselves for granted. We take our wisdom for granted. We take our unique quirkiness for granted. We take our, um, what we know how to do because it's easy for us. For those of us who have been practicing for years and years and years, you, you tend to think that what you do is easy, even though logically, you know, it's not because that's why you do what you do, but you take it for granted. And I love that, um, you talk about being an outside perspective to say, Hey, look, no, this sets you apart this sets you apart yeah. and this sets you apart. There may be a million people doing the same thing that you do, but you have these unique things that set you apart. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. We've got to talk about this. This is worth talking about. This is worth sharing in your marketing message. That's brilliant. Um, you can't read your label from inside the jar. Sometimes yeah. you need someone from outside the jar to look in and say, Oh, so awesome. And so what is it that, um, that you help people know, like, how do you help them know what to share? Sure. So sometimes there's a concern of, 
of, oh, is this too personal? Is this too personal to share? And I like to distinguish between personal and private, personal mm. and private. So private are those things that are behind closed doors. We don't need other people looking in and knowing about that. Uh, personal are things that we don't mind people knowing about us. It's just not necessarily related to business. It's personal. So the example I like to give is, well, I'm a tennis player. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with business, but it's personal. It's not, it's, it's not to do with business and it helps people further get to know me, bond with me, right? Other tennis players, other tennis lovers, fans can resonate with me because of hearing this personal thing about me tennis. And it's not private because I don't mind people knowing that I'm a tennis player. That's brilliant. And I think um, your um, current niche, you work with um, real estate, right? Yeah, the bulk of our clients are the real estate community. We have a beautiful, diverse range of clients, but who we're marketing to is the real estate community. That's brilliant. And so I have a question for you in regards to a different niche um, in regards to, say, coaching where there is an, it's been a long running trend where we need to, where we share more of our inner work that we're doing. And our inner work is not always um, neat, compact. Sometimes it's messy. And um, you also see like airing of dirty laundry versus like what the inner work is. Do you have any suggestions or recommendations or um, do you even see or work with that? Absolutely. I see this and I, my suggestion is, let's say there are challenges or something that's not so up and up that you feel like you want to share. I like to, to say this, as long as you, there's a lesson, there's some way where the story is going to end on the up and up where we can see the transformation, we can walk away with the lesson, then we can share that. I think that is absolutely brilliant and on point, um, especially in the coaching community where we're showing people how to deal with their challenges, with um, their shadow side you know, and we're humans as coaches. And so we have these same experiences, but when you can share the story, the journey of like, yes, this is what it feels like and we're human. And so we're going to have these experiences and this is the lesson that I'm learning from it. And that perhaps will serve you as well. Absolutely. Something that can inspire us. Yes. That's beautiful. And so you also have some suggestions on, um, on speaking to your ideal client, on speaking to the audience mm -hmm. um, that you desire to speak to, that you desire to serve. Can you share a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So whether we're already working with, with that audience or we aim to work with that audience. I like to say picture a specific person, whether it be a current client or your imaginary client that you want. Picture that person sitting right next to you or across the table from you. And what would you say to them? And that is really what we want to be thinking of when we're 
creating our content for our social media. And I just say that because there are times when we get behind the computer and we turn into these marketing robots yeah. and start talking in ways that you would never talk if you were to actually meet a person face-to-face. So I like to say, hey, picture your ideal client right there face-to-face with you. What would you say to them? Or would you share the XYZ with them, right? Mm-hmm. And think about what would would sharing something more personal, uh, would that help that person bond with you? And I like to use the example of, because I see this often, plates of food. I never share plates of food on social media. I'm not <laughs> knocking plates of food. I'm just saying it needs to be done in a way that allows people to bond with you. So it's just saying, oh, I ate this. That doesn't help us bond with you as compared to, oh, this, it's, it's December, it's the holiday season. I know many families during this time like to cook X, Y, Z. I'd love to hear your take on it or your, how, your version of your, you know, something like that. Now, do you see the difference? Oh, there's a huge difference. One is just like, here, here is a picture. And the other one is calling people in, bringing them into the story, yes. asking them to put them themselves in that space like do they like this food maybe they don't even like it let them say mm-hmm. there you go that's brilliant you know and and i say it's brilliant and i know if um there are any um coaches or any entrepreneurs in the audience and they say oh well yeah that's what we've always been told but if you're not doing it you need to hear it again <laughs> You need to hear, and if you haven't done it, um, how true would you say this is? I, I have a, um, I believe that you need to do this kind of work regularly, um, quarterly, if not more often, to um, to reconnect yourself with your ideal audience to to do this kind of exercise. Oh, I, I think that's constant, right? Yeah. So with everything we're creating, whether it be a new service or program or whether it be putting out a podcast, we always should be thinking about our ideal audience for sure. That's awesome. Oh, so Italina, what do you have coming up in the next um, 12, 24 months <laughs> that you're excited about? Okay, sure. So we are actually, my team and I, we're looking it's a powerful to expand episode, folks. internationally. So stay tuned. Right now we're you national. We're it. in 16 different states. And the truth is we have a business without borders. We, mm-hmm. uh, most of my clients, I have, I've never met them. They're in other states. And I love to expand that internationally. And, and the way I see that happening is the way we spread so far into different states is me presenting or being asked to speak at whether it be a conference or for a group or for an office in these various locations. So the opportunity to speak, for example, for a business group and in another country or at a, a real estate brokerage at another at, in another country would be amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> and so you have a special gift for the audience. <laughs> yes, yes. I love prezzies and this is a generous one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Basically, if you feel like, okay, you know, my online presence is kind of here and I'd love to 
elevate and upgrade my online presence, especially we're going heading into 2022, the new year. And I know social media is not going away. Here we have these free social media sites available to me. I might as well use them to market my business. I'd be happy to take a look at your current online presence, whether it be LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and see uh, what we may be able to do to help you upgrade your online presence. Thank you so much, Italina. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Trina. Stay tuned for next week, folks. My next guest will be Vince Warnock. Vince Warnock is an award-winning business and marketing strategist, coach, author, and host of the Chasing the Insights podcast. An ex-radio announcer with over 20 years in marketing, Vince has been recognized by his peers with numerous awards, including being named a Fearless 50, a program designed by Adobe to recognize the top 50 marketers in the world who drive bold, fearless marketing and digital transformation. Previously the CMO at Sigma, Vince has founded multiple companies, including the Chasing the Insights Academy, where he empowers entrepreneurs and business owners to make sense of marketing and grow the business they have always dreamed of. I had a wonderful long conversation with Vince. We talk about how he made the easiest hard decision of his life, and it has to do with decision-making and resourcefulness versus fear of failure. Tune in next week. You don't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review, and follow this podcast. When you do, you help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, If you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you. Especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, overwhelm, exhaustion cycle that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business, and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system, priming yourself for flow, and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying. If you still need more help at the end of our call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome!